for a very special customer. Twenty feet. He cut sharply over to another aisle, the heels of his black wingtips clicking against the polished wood floor like a metronome in three-quarter time. Ten feet. Terenzi leveled his stare on the bald and unabashedly overweight man seated alone with his back to the wall. The picture he'd been handed could stay tucked in his pocket. There was no need to double-check the image. This was him for sure, Vincent Marcosa, the man who had less than a minute to live. Two. Vincent Marcosa, weighing in at 300 pounds plus, glanced up from what remained of his blood-rare porterhouse steak, stuffed baked potato, and gaudy portion of onion strings. Even sitting still, the guy looked woefully out of breath and very close to a coronary. Can I help you? asked Marcosa, seemingly polite. His raised on the streets of Brooklyn tone, however, suggested otherwise. It was more like, Hey, pal, what the hell are you staring at? I'm eating here. Terenzi stood motionless, measuring the important man. He took his sweet time answering. Finally, in a thick Italian accent, he announced, I have a message from Eddie. This amused Marcosa for some reason. His pasty complexion spiked red as he laughed, his neck fat jiggling like a jello mold. A message from Eddie, huh? Hell, I should have known. You look like one of Eddie's guys. He lifted the napkin from his lap, wiping the oily cow juice from the corners of his mouth. So what is it, boy? Spit it out. Terenzi glanced to his left and right as if to point out how close the nearby tables were. They were too close, capiche? Marcosa nodded. Then he motioned his uninvited lunch visitor forward. For my ears only, huh? He said before breaking into another neck-jiggling laugh. This ought to be good. It's a joke, right? Let's hear it. Over by the far wall, a waiter stood on tiptoe on a chair, erasing the Chilean sea bass special from a large chalkboard. Hustling by him, a busboy in his gray bucket carried the remains of a table for four. And at the bar, a waitress loaded up her tray with a glass of Pinot Noir, a vodka tonic, and two dry martinis with almond-stuffed olives. Terenzi stepped slowly to Marcosa's side. Placing his left hand firmly on the table, he unclenched his right fist, which was tucked neatly behind his back. The cold steel handle of a scalpel fell promptly and rather gracefully from his sleeve. Then, leaning in, Terenzi whispered three words, and only three. Justice is blind. Marcosa squinted. Then he frowned. He was about to ask what the hell that was supposed to mean. But he never got the chance. Three. In a hellish blur, Bruno Terenzi whipped his arm around, plunging the scalpel deep into the puffy fold above Marcosa's left eye. With a good butcher's precision and hard speed, he cut clockwise around the orbital socket. Three, six, nine, midnight. The blade moved so fast the blood didn't have time to bleed. Arrgh! was a pretty good approximation of the sound Marcosa made. He screamed in agony as the entire restaurant turned. Now everyone noticed Bruno Terenzi. He was the one carving the eye out of that fat man's face, like a pumpkin. <coughs> Terenzi was outweighed by over a hundred pounds, but it didn't matter. 
He'd positioned himself perfectly, his rigid chokehold keeping Marcosa's head dead still, while the rest of his body violently jerked and thrashed. What was premeditated murder, if not calculated leverage? Squish. Scooped out like a melon ball, Marcosa's left eye fell to the white linen tablecloth and rolled to a stop. Next came the right eye. Slice, slice, slice. Beautiful handiwork, to be sure. But the right eye didn't pop out like the left one. Instead, it dangled, held by the stubborn red vessel of the optic nerve. Terenzi smiled and flicked his wrist. He was almost finished here, so hold the applause. Snip. Marcosa's right eye, with a gooey tail of flesh and vein, careened off the bread plate and fell to the floor. Blood, finally catching up to the moment, now gushed from Marcosa's empty eye sockets. In medical terms, his...